0: Hey, Job. Hey, Ken. What's up, man?
1: Uh, you know, nothing much. Just... All right. Oh.
0: That's good. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know if uh, you saw the uh, that tweet or whatever. It was a, a list of films that uh, Disney is going to release in the coming years.
1: I, remotely. I didn't see the whole thing.
0: Okay. Well, the part of it I want to talk about is the, the most depressing part of it. <laughs> Oh God! There's several, but uh, so it details uh what films were being produced by Fox before the buyout that Disney is still dedicated to produce. The Avatar sequels, plural,
1: yeah, the other four of them,
0: yeah, are uh are on there. So this means Avatar two coming out 2021, Avatar three 2023. Avatar 4, 2025, and Avatar 5, 2027. So I'm going to be dead (laughs) by the time that one comes out. Sure, or uh, in my case, I'll be 35, and you'll be, I think, 34. So I guess you'll be dead dead. if you have low expectations for your life.
1: Uh, I'm either going to choke on a ham sandwich or get testicular cancer. We'll find out which one happens (laughs) first.
0: Man, you got like half a chance to get testicular cancer. You're all right. Uh, deep cut. I don't know. I can't even explain how I know that. Whatever. You are way too open about talking with your balls. Maybe that's all it is. I have a, I have a little, uh, little thingy. <laughs> it's a... It's,
1: my doctor tells me it's basically a third ball that's
0: not oh okay wait no yeah I did the math wrong but it could be you're cancerous. twice as likely to right. have testicular yeah, yeah, yeah. cancer so I'd I have to get screened every mm. once in a while that's all okay well anyway much like uh, getting your balls checked <laughs> I assume the Avatar sequels will not be like that pleasant of an experience they'll be, just be like you know it's just like gotta do it I, maybe I, I don't know it's gotta you don't be- have to do it <laughs> at all I hope it's not less pleasant than
1: having a third ball because I don't feel anything.
0: Well, I, yeah. Much like feeling nothing, Avatar sequels will probably just be nothing.
1: This, yeah. yeah.
0: It's just it's just so confusing to me that we're getting these at all.
1: That movie... Just a real quick thing about that movie. That movie was, was as successful as it was because it was the first, like... The real D3D 3D, movies. 3D, yeah. It was the first of
0: them. It was the first of its kind. People got excited
1: about the new fad.
0: It was something you had to go to the theater to see. You couldn't experience it the same way anywhere else. Right. I guess. I only saw it on a TV, so I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it wasn't a mind-blowing experience for me or anything. But I didn't hate it. Wasn't I don't hate Avatar.
1: wasn't a mind-blowing experience for me either. It gave me a headache.
0: <laughs> well, that's just 3D movies for you. But anyway, so... I don't know if it was good a good enough movie to warrant a sequel. No. Or an interesting enough movie to warrant a sequel, let alone no. four of them.
1: No. We'll
0: see. We'll I'm, see. I'm
1: sad about the stuff that might probably got canceled. Like, there was, what, three X-Men projects?
0: Three X-Men projects got canceled because Marvel owns that now, and they got their own plans for it. Yeah, like, fuck uh, you, damn it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I assume one of them was the sequel to Dark Phoenix... One of them was a X-Force movie or a Deadpool 3, if you will. And then probably one of them was Gambit because that's been in development hell for like a decade. Uh, With Channing Tatum attached to Star, I assume until recently when it got shit-canned because they canceled three... I'm just speculating on what they were, unannounced X-Men projects.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm wondering what Marvel is going to do. Uh, I I think there's aspects of the X-Men universe that they could really... That deserved to be fast-tracked into being part of Marvel. Deadpool chief among them, because that would certainly make them money, and you could certainly get a lot of mileage out of him. He could even be making fun of the fact that he's owned by a different company now.
1: Oh, absolutely. And maybe
0: he's not allowed to swear and things like that. So, like, you could could mine material out of that.
1: Oh, easy. Deadpool would be easy to make and continue to probably... But I'm not so
0: certain about the X-Men themselves, because... That's just really hard to do.
1: Uh, Endgame spoilers coming up. Uh oh! Shut your ears, kids. Uh,
0: in the non sequitur. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Whatever. It's been a week. The spoilers are free game according to the Russos now.
1: No, dude, I don't. I don't know if it's. It's not technically an Avengers spoiler, but I don't know. Apparently, multiverses have opened up. Mysterio is not lying. So.
0: Right. He is though.
1: And they could just use that. It'd be a really. That'd be dumb, boring. Yeah. You
0: know. I actually think it's going to be. Uh, something different. I think it's gonna be Thanos. Well, actually, no, not Thanos. Spoilers for Endgame, sorry. When characters snap out of fingers, it creates a large, large, large burst of cosmic energy. That's discussed in the movie. That's how they find Thanos at the beginning. They read cosmic energy levels in space. Yeah. That infects people when they come back. Yeah, Some people get powers. Some people give birth to people that have powers. That's the way to do it. Because mutants are born. So, yeah, you just... so you can't easily put them into the universe unless you have some kind of excuse.
1: Like, oh, the last snap caused some weird shit to happen. Now I think it just mutants... caused
0: people to be born with cosmic energy inside of them, and then they are mutants. Because uh, got... there's been several characters that have gotten powers from the Infinity Stones themselves. Yeah. So, that would track. I think that could work.
1: Yeah, sure, why not? So,
0: the energy of the Infinity Stones infected some people being born now. It's just part of the DNA now. Part of the evolution. And that lines up with X-Men, too. Yeah,
1: that absolutely. Could, everything
0: could work exactly the same if you do that. I think that would work.
1: Yeah, I'm down for it.
0: That means you have to wait a long time for these movies. Which, I guess I'm okay with. Because Marvel's doing what they're doing, and it's fine. And... We'll see if they fumble or not post the biggest movie they've ever made that ends a lot of things. But I think they'll be alright for a couple more years at the very least. They've at least got three of their biggest
1: current properties to carry them. Yeah. Which are, I mean, I guess Thor and Guardians are now combined. Because Thor became like the most popular character in the MCU there after Ragnarok. Yeah. And uh, you have him and, him and Guardians together now in their own thing. Then you have Spider Man, which is always going to be hella successful, but this iteration particularly is really popular.
0: Yep. So, for it good reason. Be fine. For good reason. It is
1: good. Yeah, it's great. They know what they're doing.
0: Meanwhile, on X Men, oh. uh, so Dark Phoenix exists. It's going to come out, apparently. New Mutants exists, I guess. It's going to come out, apparently. It got delayed again. I don't know even what's the point of releasing it at this point. Uh, I have no idea who's going to go see it. Uh, I go see every superhero movie, so probably me. Oh,
1: I'll we'll even see, see
0: Dark Phoenix, but I might wait until it's a little cheaper to watch it than in the theater.
1: Uh, we'll see. I don't know.
0: I'm not excited for that movie, and and I don't me even either. particularly hate the X-Men movies. It's just, like, Apocalypse was so bad, and this is a, a much more questionable one, too, because it's not even directed by... It's directed by a first-time director. Long-time producer man on the X-Men films, but... That being said, I guess a lot of the problems with them could be problems of his own making. If we want to look at it that way. He was responsible for portions of X3. And here we are again with the Dark Phoenix story. So... Ugh. Mmm. Ugh.
1: Oh, we'll see. You know, you know what's worse than all that? What? Four more Avatar movies! That's the worst part.
0: I wish we could go to a multiverse where James Cameron made an Aliens 2 instead of Alien 3. Huh? And then not Aliens 2. <laughs> Alien, I, mean, I wish, I whatever, I said it bad. I said uh, Aliens 2, but Aliens is Alien 2. So, whatever. I said it like Troll 2 Part 2 or something like that. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Make James Cameron make Troll 3. That's that's what you gotta do. I hope Thanos snaps th- at least half of those Avatar sequels away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Gen, the Jub, the show. That's the Gen.
0: Yeah. I'm the Jub. I think so.
1: This is the show.
0: Possibly. I hope so. (laughs) Where am I? Who?
1: (laughs) In this dungeon. Who? What? What? (laughs) We keep coming back to this. Yeah,
0: I don't know why. It's not even a hypercenter joke. No one knows what we're talking no, about. Nobody yes. Whatever. Fucking, eh, what worried. else is new? You link it on the Twitter. What else is new?
1: Uh, you know, you know. And you, you know what is new? What? Uh, Game of Thrones new. just get right oh, into it? Oh, my
0: God. You just want to start with that? Let's just
1: get right into it. Let's just go. Uh, we're, we're just booking it this week.
0: Let's just jump off a cliff immediately. Yeah, why not? So, obviously... uh Big old big old spoiler dick for Game of Thrones. However, if you have a Twitter account, you probably already know what happens, so bear that in mind, I guess. Not that it's anything worth talking about.
1: Apparently biggest spoiler in that episode was there was a Starbucks gun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a huge spoiler that uh Westeros has a Starbucks. Winterfell the Winterfell Starbucks makes some great frappuccino. Yeah, Stark Stark Bucks. That's how it, the fuck it. do you not notice that?
1: Oh, it's a simple fucking error. I guess, but how do you
0: not notice Higher it? Higher
1: quality productions have had similar errors.
0: Yeah, it's true, but... So here's why it's no why everyone is dunking on it. Because Game of Thrones is bad now, so everyone feels completely justified in making fun of it.
1: I don't think it's bad.
0: I don't know if it's good. I think it's, I think it's okay. I'm getting very jaded about it now, because... Um... I think that episode was one of the worst they've had yet after thinking about it. When I first finished it, I was like, that was better than last week's. Which was also one that I came back around on and after thinking about it more, didn't like. Uh, The big battle against the Night's King was an episode that I didn't particularly care for after thinking about it. And thinking about, oh, that big thing that they just hyped up for years it's just gone now, and it's just taken care of, and it's all good, and everything's fine, and everything, and it's all right. And then this episode was, you know, it did a lot of good things. It handled the uh, post-battle pretty well. Best
1: part of the episode for sure. I, I thought it was that that part of it was a lot of fun, and definitely the peak of the episode. Something
0: right the subtle that I really appreciated was the music in that scene, uh, the music when they're burning all the bodies at the funeral, if you will is actually just a slowed down, more somber version of the song The Night King, uh, that played in the previous episode during that long, slow walk the Night King had up to Bran. And then Theon oh, okay. tried to kill him. Yeah. Cause I listened to that a lot because that's a great piece of music. Uh, I really yeah. liked that yeah, piece it's of really music. Good.
1: Okay. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. And then
0: they Yeah, they did that. So like it's still like pretty apparent that this show has great production, coffee cups aside. But Story wise and edit and and writing wise,
1: yeah, it's really taking a dip.
0: I'm 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 very not pleased.
1: There's stuff that's fascinating within with with like the way the story's progressing. I just like a lot of it. A lot
0: of it feels rushed, though.
1: Rushed and not true to character. So for some yeah. People. So if
0: you want to have this arc that I think they're gonna go with, where Daenerys, one of your protagonists, is kind of becoming antagonistic and having bad tendencies. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it needs a little more time to be explored after she was just trying to save the world in the last episode before that. You know what I mean? Yeah, the only reason she
1: was trying to save the world is because uh, she was infatuated with Jon Snow. And that was it. Her her uh, nephew.
0: Yikes. Ooh. I'm glad they finally addressed That, because I was worried that the show was just going to not talk about it. Like, that wasn't the fucked up part about it. The fucked up part is that, like, whoa, John has a claim to the throne, and that's going to create tension because Danny thinks she's the only one that's allowed to have it. And then, like, it does create that tension, I guess. But at the same time, that's his aunt, and that's weird. And I think Jon Snow does think that's weird. That's why he won't and, like. And like that's why he stopped kissing her. Like he really wants to, but he's like, nah, that's kind of fucked up and I don't know." Right. Without saying that, without he, coming out and saying that. He's
1: torn on it. And like Yeah. Which yeah, makes sense. You know, it's the it's the, you know, smart thing to do.
0: Yeah, so I was like Jon Snow. Jon Snow's a quality guy, good character. And then he didn't fucking pet his dog. I hope he fucking dies that kind. worst party episode. He should have stayed dead that piece of shit. Jon Snow. Pet your dog. They didn't.
1: They made Ghost miraculously survive a full-on charge into the the literal wall of dead Mm -hmm. in the last episode, Mm -hmm. just so they can use him as a form of symbolism in this episode of John letting go of his Winterfell heritage.
0: Yeah, well, I thought it was more about just like he's leaving all of his friends behind. It's like almost saying John's gonna die. Dot dot dot. Pay attention. But yeah. I don't know for sure. Know,
1: he's not going to die, I don't think. <sighs> I don't know, man. Somebody's going to... I mean, yeah. I just think that uh, at this point, he's literally the main character of the show.
0: I guess so. Which is weird, because this is a show that's not really supposed to have a main character. Yeah,
1: but they've been doing this for a few seasons now. Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: I mean, if, if uh, he's one that I would pick. It, it's, it's his show, really. It's basically your three leads are him, Daenerys, and Tyrion. And as soon as they had Tyrion tie his end of the story to Daenerys, that kind of ceased to be right. how that functioned. Uh, in they're the books, both. this is still kind of the, yeah. the clear thing, because those are the characters with the most chapters dedicated to them.
1: Yeah, they, they still dedicate like a ton of screen time to Peter Dinklage. Which they do, gonna-
0: which they should, because he's good. He's a good actor, and he gets to have a lot of fun lines. A lot of people shit on this second half Tyrion, if you will, I think of the show. Great. I still think he's great. I really liked his him and Jorah's bizarre adventure <laughs> in, uh, in Season 5. And I what, liked what... him being thrust into a leadership position in Season 6 and not really handling it that well, because who would? Right. And I don't mind him as an advisor to Daenerys, but they're going with this arc where she doesn't listen to anybody. Yeah. And that's just frustrating. Yep. Uh, Granted, she... he has this dumb notion that Cersei is... Even close to willing to listen, and it's not going to work ever, and he's, he shouldn't even have tried.
1: It, 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 he's, he's letting his dumb. humanity get to, them, get to him, because it's his sister. And, and that's that's what's happening.
0: I don't think he likes his sister. He doesn't like her, he but shouldn't. he's still his
1: sister. Yeah, he shouldn't. It's just human of him. How human?
0: Shooter with the crossbow, Tyrion. You've done it before.
1: Oh, he don't got it, though. Braun got it. Yeah. In a... Scene that makes
0: no fucking sense. So I like the dialogue in that scene, but yeah, you're right. That scene scene makes no sense because he just strolls up in Winterfell without anybody doing anything about it.
1: Yep, and then just and then holds
0: them both at gunpoint essentially. Yeah, and uh, like he had to know that they were both alone and no one else was gonna come in. I was expecting the whole time for Brienne to come in and go like, "Who the fuck are you?" and just hit him with the back of her sword, and knock him out. And then he'd be helping them, because he has no choice now. But no. No, he's just helping them to get Highgarden, I guess. I guess. Well, he's not even helping them. No. He's just getting Highgarden instead of killing them. Which is a brawn-tier thing to do, I guess, because all he cares about is that.
1: Like I said, the 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 actual like dialogue and everything was great. It's just, like, the semantics of it make no sense.
0: I, I feel like he has to do more in this show even have this be a plot line, right? Yeah. There has to be more bronze stuff, right? Yeah, I think so. But I don't know what else is in the show possibly for him to do.
1: He's gotta he's gotta come to their aid.
0: He has to die. He has to sacrifice his principles of money over everything else and yeah. then die. That's right. probably what his end character arc is. Which is
1: predictable. But that's kind of what but, uh, this, show's become.
0: this show's become predictable. Yeah. And and when it's unpredictable, it's bad. <laughs> yeah so oh, speaking of things that I thought like probably died last episode, uh, Daenerys is down to two dragons, right? and I thought one of them died in episode three. but no, that dragon fine. Oh wait a minute. no, it's not because as soon as we know it's fine. <laughs> Daenerys forgets about the Iron Fleet and that and I'm not saying that as a joke. I'm saying that because the creators of the show said that.
1: I don't think it has anything... No, it has nothing... They're literally speaking out of their asses. It has nothing to do with that. I thought about that when I saw that clip. hmm I was like, no, that has nothing to do with that. I can still understand that they get fucked up by these ballistas because they don't know they exist. That's the ballistas? Fine. Yes. They don't know they have crazy, giant, dragon-killing ballistas. They have no idea. So it's fine if Daenerys just swoops in and thinks you just burn these ships.
0: I am pretty certain that like they did know those exist though no no, the Lannisters had them in the episode
1: oh yeah where
0: Daenerys rolls up and attacks the entire Lannister fleet with her dragon yeah they should Ron is brandishing one of those things and shoots it at the dragon and it successfully wounds it that's right it doesn't kill it but it wounds it so it is possible so she should know right that is part of it even without that, there are ways to go about this in a way that Daenerys gets side blindsided by this. But, like, Euron is like Hawkeye-level marksman tier and shoots that dragon so many times and then right through the head and then it's dead before Daenerys can even do anything. Yeah. And, and they just have all these ships and I guess the implication was she was just going to burn them all, but she acts like she didn't see them to begin with because she wasn't looking at the fleet. She was just flying with her dragons and having a good old, yay. We're about to go storm the castle kind of moment. Yeah. She wasn't looking at the ships in the water and the way the camera acts, it's like, we are supposed to not like, you know, know those ships exist. Cause they're behind a cliff, but like they're in the water
1: we know they're there.
0: Yeah. She should, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And well, then... Know they, like, said
1: it was in the war plans.
0: I think one of the worst aspects of this show as it currently stands is they have this weird behind-the-episode segment after each show, and it does nothing but shoot themselves in the foot, because the creators of the show and the ones that will get all the blame for this being bad... Well, not the creators of Game of Thrones. The, the head writer man's... Uh-huh. Uh, Always have something dumb to say, if they say anything at all of note. Because usually all they say is, like, in this scene, John looks sad because we directed him to look sad because, well, what's happening is sad. Or something like that. Right. It's just very bland. I saw someone equating it to, like, uh, other scenes from, like, other things. Like, what if they did Jaws? It was like, well, in this scene... Uh, Brody says, smile, you son of a bitch, because he's just had enough of this Jaws creature, and he just wants it to die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, they're so boring and monotone when it comes to this, I would rather hear anyone else talk about it. Like, the, And there should be more people to talk about like it. Like the director... Yeah, I would love to hear from him about episode three, because he'd be like, oh, this was so hard to shoot. We did this. We did this. We did this. Oh, man, that was a crazy thing that happened. But instead, we just have an interview with the writers who just reiterate to us what happened in the episode.
1: Yeah, it's stupid.
0: It's like, I don't even understand what the point is.
1: (laughs) I don't know.
0: At this point, it makes Talking Dead look like a masterpiece. Because, <laughs> like, they go way more into what happened and how they made the episode in that than in this. Right. Two-minute-long bullshit thing. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. And, and then in this most recent one, you literally have one of them saying, Daenerys kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. And then there are people going, like, how... <laughs>
1: That literally
0: makes her look like an idiot because they just talked about the Iron Fleet in her last scene. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And now people are turning on the show. And there's been a lot of people who have been defenders of it for a long time, even through the seasons that I think were kind of shaky. Yeah. Not bad. And I'm going to stick with the show to the end. I'm not saying I'm giving up on it. Uh, I've come too far now. There's only two episodes left. And plus, I'm a fan of The Walking Dead. I can fucking wait through anything, Yeah, I'm about to bitch. say, like,
1: this is definitely better than that, yeah. I would say.
0: Yeah, I'm laughing at these people who are like, oh no, is Game of Thrones bad now? And meanwhile, I'm sitting on top of like nine bad seasons of The Walking Dead going like,
1: yes, <laughs> <laughs> now they know.
0: <laughs> My God. Although I've certainly been fans of, a fan of both, so I can't really say. Yeah, I mean, I was a fan of The Walking Dead at one point, but... <sighs> I... Oh, to live in that era.
1: <laughs> it, it, it's a... it's. A super spotty episode that both has great moments and absolutely shitty moments. Yep. Um, there's even more notable ones. You have the scene between Tyrion and Varys talking about the implications of Jon Snow being a Targaryen. Yeah. And that's a fun, interesting scene.
0: They always have good conversations. It was fun. Always. It's
1: always like one of the best parts when they when they seriously like linked up with uh when they met Daenerys and all that shit. Yeah. That was. All of their dialogue since then has been golden. Eunuch jokes. Plenty of them. I'm, I'm happy for it. Dwarf jokes.
0: They rib each other is what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: always. That's what they do. They're <sighs> buds. That's what they do.
0: Daenerys has always kind of been a frustrating character for me because...
1: I never liked her that
0: much. Well, okay. So, season one Daenerys has a couple issues in to me in the book and the show. In the fact that she gets... Brutally raped and then just falls in love with her rapist. Yeah. So that's problematic. But like, okay, let me put that out of my (laughs) mind. She's 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 just part of this Kalisar now, and she's you know fuck my brother. He's a dickhead. That's fine. That was a good moment. And then but then and then you get the progression of her character to like well, Khal Drogo dies, and then she gets rebirthed in fire and gets the dragons, and it sets it up like oh man, it's gonna be great. And then. You get to the part of Game of Thrones that even people who liked it for years have complained about, which is, yep, it just takes forever for the dragons to get there. Daenerys and her dragons take five, six more seasons to get there. And it's not the funnest thing to watch because they have to come up with something for Daenerys to do, and it's not always the best aspect of the show. There have been times and seasons where I'm, like, heavily invested in everything going on in Westeros, and when we go to uh, (laughs) Easteros... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not what it's called but uh when we go over there and we have to hang out with Daenerys I'm like oh I don't care about this as much because I know they're not going to kill Daenerys and I know they're not going to do anything fucking too crazy so get back to like Jamie Lannister's hand getting cut off and all the other crazy shit please so that's never been my favorite aspect of the show but I've always thought that she was going to be a character that like exists in the show because she's going to make a big impact on the show at the end yeah And now it feels like she is, but in a villain kind of way, which is fucking kind of the complete opposite. I'm fine with it, though. Like, I I wish the development suggested it more, though. Yeah. I think some people are going to be really pissed off at it that are like more casual watchers of the show and just like Daenerys because she's cool and hot and badass. You know what I mean? They're going to be really mad because, like, oh, you made her a bad guy? What the fuck? That makes no sense. Well, she's kind of
1: always struggled with both her ego and, in like, her,
0: her stubbornness, right? There's aspects of it, but I think it's going to be quite a leap for her to just, like, decimate King's Landing and kill a bunch of innocent people. If that's what's about to I happen. I think now she's mad. I'm not certain. I'm not certain.
1: She's lost two of her children now. She's yeah, really upset.
0: One through her own stupidity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But she's not going to blame herself for it. No. No, why would she? She's a bitch. So, she's instead going to incur her wrath on a bunch of innocent people, as Targaryens tend to do. You know, it feels
0: feels a slight bit like white, middle-aged men writing women characters, doesn't it? What? (laughs) What? Which, like... Alright, which leads me to this thing that I want to bitch about, about Game of Thrones. The Sansa hound scene. Yeah. Has elements of good stuff in it, and then a, a line that made me, like, I didn't think about it when it happened, but then, like, the more and more I think about it, the more the implications of it are so fucked up that I can't help but hate it so much. Like, it's one of the worst things they've ever done, in my opinion, in the entire show. So the Hound and Sansa talk, and that makes sense, because in Season 2, they had a lot of moments, and even in Season 1, I think. Yeah. uh, In Season 2, the Hound said to Sansa to come with him and take her away from this violent, terrible, fucked-up city, and she said no, or she didn't for whatever reason, because she was scared, and when they finally meet again, the hound kind of suggests that like all the bad things that have happened to her since then wouldn't have happened if he had came with her. And then Sansa says, well, yeah, but if none of those things didn't happen to me, I wouldn't have become stronger. Basically is what she says. Yeah. And, uh, I hate the implications of that because the implications of that are like, Gee, it's good that I got raped and abused because now I am stronger. No,
1: and I, think- I know
0: that's not how they want it to be taken, but it's not written well enough to really sound good. And it right. just kind of falls flat and just hangs there. And it's just like.
1: The implication of that line Not is a good like-
0: way to go about this. And Game of Thrones has always had a problem with rape in general. Right. It's been dicey. The stuff I talked about with Daenerys already. Now this, and raping Sansa at all was kind of pointless in my opinion because all it did was... She was already on the track to becoming a stronger character, you know what I mean? All it did was make us hate Ramsay more, I guess, which we already did because he cut off Theon's dick and he was sadistic. Yeah. So literally it was just pointless savagery. Yeah. I guess. And and they've even added rape to the show when it was consent in the books, like with Jamie and Cersei at Joffrey's funeral.
1: Yeah, that was weird.
0: So... What's their problem here?
1: I don't know. Their problem
0: is they're white men. <laughs> I, I turn into Brie Larson. <laughs> These fucking white men the, will be... The
1: implication of that, that conversation is supposed to be, despite everything that happened to her, she became stronger. Like, she I cowered through I think it's
0: more it. suggesting that that's she did because be. of it.
1: Right. Well, that's what you have to do as, like, a yeah. human. But, like, it's just... He's right. It's just no like stands ands, or busts that
0: it's made her... It, of course it's made her more cautious and hardened. Because that's how that happens.
1: Yeah, that's what happens when bad things happen to you. you but it genius. just left
0: a bad taste in my mouth and like reminded me of... Uh, hey, a movie we've talked about before on this show. Split. Where our lead female character is abused and molested by her uncle... And therefore, that saves her from being executed in later in the movie because she is yeah. rewarded for that. That's fuck, so fucked that's up. And that's a weird, fucked up way to contextualize rape and not a way that you should talk about it in anything. Same here. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe ask some people whether that's good implications or not. Or hey, even earlier than that, ask yourself if the rape is important to the story or not. Usually it's, ne- it's not. It's usually never. Almost never it's not. Never. There's lots of things that I like that have shit like that in it, too. And it's always, like, a sour note of it to me. Mm, always.
1: It was sour note when it happened in Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. it's just not...
0: It's not... It's pointless, really. It's just, it's just made me... I didn't really, like, pick up on it as much as I probably should have when it first... When that when the line was said earlier in the episode, but then like after sitting back and then seeing other people talk about the episode I, and going into the reasons why people didn't like it very much, it just had it just hung there, and I was just like, eh, "Come on, man! Yeah. Please make Sansa a better character than this." It she Please. has flashes of it too. I like her a lot. Yeah, me now. too. Now, like, I wish that she was written more consistently. Because, by the way, the previous episode, she was complaining about being weak and not being able to do anything. And in this episode, she basically brags to the Hound about being strong. Well, like, which is inconsistent. Mentally, <laughs> but not hey, physically. Whatever. I get it. In the previous episode, we should talking about
1: being physically strong. I guess you're being right. Being able to fight. She's <laughs> not able to fight anything, but she's got her wits about her. Yeah. And that's that's where she excels. Yeah. So that that's... That's what that means. But overall, that
0: episode is uh, a bad episode with spots of goodness. Well, even the worst episodes of Thrones have spots of goodness.
1: Yeah. I think
0: before this, my least favorite episode was the Beyond the Wall. I don't even think it's called that, but you know the one I mean.
1: Yep. The White Heist, if you will. Yeah, that that was my least favorite as well.
0: And uh, a lot of the reasons behind that, I guess, can be construed as nitpicky, because Gendry runs like the Flash, I guess. But uh, it's it just felt like the reason why I've I fell in love with Thrones is because it doesn't feel like other shows or other fantasy stories. It subverts your expectations. It's not your typical I Tolkien guess.
1: fantasy, and that's like
0: no, it's like a takedown of it in right. a lot of ways.
1: And that's that's what's fun about it. Is you've had that like you've had Tolkien's books basically <laughs> taken as a guideline. For years and years and years, yeah. and it's fun to see somebody kind of take it and warp it. It's not bad
0: to make something that's just like that either. Not,
1: not that he's the first to do it, by the way. There's plenty of really good fantasy books that do the same fucking thing. Yeah, sure. You're not original, George R. R. Martin. You just did a good job writing. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that was that was out there. He does pull from history I've, I've a read, lot too. It's I've a question of whether he's original of, uh, at all. Good. Good fantasy stuff, But he's a good writer I oh, like he's a great, lot of the stuff a, he makes He's an excellent writer I can't Can't, I can't wait for book for six, right? I, I can't hound him for For the, the good stuff that he does I can't hound him for The bad stuff he does Like like Writing a whole thing about Daenerys
0: shitting Oh my god That's Why? legendary Not yeah, Because she shits, dude F- Who
1: fucking cares? <laughs> apparently Daenerys
0: Because she's like Oh no I gotta
1: shit <laughs> Well him Because he had to pen it Apparently
0: Oh, man. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> he had to shit real bad one day. He's like, I can't write about nothing else. Gotta he's write about shit. He's sitting on the shit. toilet shitting, writing about the shitting. And I'm gonna shit on that book. Yeah, now he's sitting on the toilet, not even writing a book. So, no, he's you know, just I, chilling. He's just shitting. <laughs>
1: he's just raking all the uh, all that all them royalty checks.
0: My friend has a conspiracy theory that uh, George R.R. Martin is, has went hands off because he knows that it's gonna be bad. So, but it being bad will positively... Result in positives for him because now he can release book six and everyone will go like, "Ooh, this is the good version," and go read it. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's it's a scheme. It's a scam.
1: You're, you're gonna see when that book finally comes out. You're gonna see plenty of like guides and stuff online to go like, "Here's all the storylines that are happening in the books right now that didn't happen in the show." Here's, yeah. No, get caught up. Start with book six.
0: <sighs> see, I subscribe to the notion that uh, it's just not gonna come out. Yeah, me too. Because it's been too long for it to come out. It's it's over. Yeah, and this is the only ending we're gonna get, and it's gonna be shit. If any, uh, I haven't looked in at leaks, but I have it on some good authority that uh, there are leaks for the upcoming episodes, and they're not good. (laughs) Oh boy. So we'll update the Game of Thrones train later, as there's more crap to dissect. What else should we talk about on this, the episode of the Gen Jub show that we are currently recording?
1: I have not played a single new video game, so I have nothing to talk about in that category. I don't think you have either. I
0: played Saints Row 4. Oh,
1: that's right, yeah. Talk about that a little... It's an oldie, but talk about it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I don't know how I never, like, really got into these games, because it seems like it's something right up my alley. Right up your alley. I love... I almost said Game of Thrones.
1: You do love Grand
0: Theft Auto uh, is one of my favorite series, uh brought me into open world games at a a way too young age to play Grand Theft Auto games. And see, when the Saints Row games started, I kind of avoided them because I was just like, oh, so this is just like shitty GTA clones. And I guess they were to begin with, but then by the time you get to like, you know, maybe even as early as 2, but maybe more like 3, they start to turn into a parody of GTA in a lot of ways. And 4 is just a parody of everything in a lot of ways (laughs) it's a parody of call of duty at the beginning it's a parody of gta obviously but then it's a parody of like mass effect at times and it's a a parody of action movies in general uh it's great i'm really digging it so far i'm playing it with uh your brother in co-op uh josh made a like a typical big beefy man with a dumb haircut. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, I made a turbo thought red woman.
1: <laughs> you should have, should have seen Josh's character when that game came out. Dude. Yeah, what did he do? And
0: had like, purple hair and shit. Dope. It was fucking hilarious. I, I crafted a super villainous in my head, uh, but not really. I just made a red woman and said she's Darth Maul but girl with tit and then just great. <laughs> unleashed her on the populace. <laughs> uh but it's funny. Um I appreciate that like basically no matter if you're a woman or a male character in that game uh the implications of everything you say and everything you do are exactly the fucking same. You you're an you're an idiot no matter what you do. <laughs> you're a yeah. rude fucking idiot. Uh, I, that's great. It's fun. Uh but yeah, it's fun, and I don't think it's particularly like I always had the idea that that was like a really edgy series, uh, and I don't think it's that edgy so far. It's, it's kind of really just, just like it's tongue in cheek, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, the whole thing's just a fucking.
0: In a lot of ways, the way that the physics work is a lot less violent than GTA for sure. I thought it would be more violent yeah. just based on what I've heard, but. No, and also the implication that everything's a simulation means that you can just kill everything indiscriminately and feel no remorse anyway. Right. So it actually contextualizes things in a way that GTA never does for you. You can go run around and hit everybody with your dildo bat and feel no remorse. Yeah. You- oh, yeah, and then superpowers are a thing because it starts out with just being like, hey, here's all the GTA stuff, and I'm like, this is okay, and then the super stuff gets added, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like really the funny. Incredible Hulk game or, like, prototype, but then you could also do GTA stuff. And that's kind of a genius pairing uh-huh. that, like, shouldn't work. But I think it kind of does. I think it's... Yeah, it's a lot and of fun. And I really enjoy it so far, and I'm looking forward to doing uh, the whole game up. It's good. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it. It's fun. You know, I'm a plat boy. I'll get a bunch of plats, man. And I'm gonna get to plat in this game.
1: Yeah, it's doable, so... Yeah,
0: it doesn't seem that hard.
1: Nah. You nah, don't even have to do
0: it on hard difficulty or nothing. No. Just One gotta, of my just favorite just get... things so far uh, is... uh you could just fuck all your squad members <laughs> at yeah. any given time. Which I believe is a parody of uh Mass Effect. Yes, it is. Which I've never really played or got into. But uh yeah, that's weird. You can't fuck the vice president though, that's bullshit. Let me fuck the vice president, all right? <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. <No. laughs> but just... I'm the president. Hathor. He should do what I say. Yeah, he's sacred. <laughs> Don't touch him. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, ooh, comics. Yeah, I'm about to say. I'm let's to, do that. i about
1: to get into that. Go do your comics, and we can go into the movie.
0: Yeah, we might as well. Uh, this will be a shorter one, thankfully, because uh, last week's went really long because we had uh, Endgame and Thrones to talk about, right. and then a bunch of other stuff on top yeah, of not it. Not as
1: much this week. Be a little shorter.
0: Eh, it's good to have a shorter one every once in a while. Anyway. Uh, the two comics I'm going to talk about today are Superman Aliens Two, God War. Oh God! And Batman Aliens Two. No subtitle, because don't. Uh, but Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, okay. that's that's fair. <laughs> so, uh, that's fair. Superman Aliens Two should not be called Superman Aliens Two. Uh, in fact, it, it 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 doesn't jive with Superman Aliens One at all. Uh, it features a completely separate cast. I mean, Superman's still in it. But he's almost not even the main character. He's almost just an incidental character. It should be called Aliens versus Jack Kirby's Fourth World. Oh, because uh, that's what it's about. Oh, okay. uh, Jack Kirby's New Gods. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. So we got a uh, Dark Side on Good Old Apocalypse. Uh. I don't know how much I should ex- explain to you about all the new gods. Like, what do you yeah. know about them? I know enough. Just go. It's easy enough. It's yeah. just like Dark Side, bad. Yeah. All Father God. Right. Dark Dark Side Satan. Yeah. Basically is what yeah, you yeah, got. Yeah. Uh, I guess the one thing I should explain, although Mister Miracle isn't in this comic, uh, Dark Side and the All Father have sons, the inheritors of their thrones. Yeah. And then they switch them. Uh, Darkseid gets the Allfather's son, and the Allfather gets Darkseid's son. And that's Orion. Darkseid's son is Orion, but he's raised by Allfather to be a force of good. But he still has those dark, fucked-up tendencies because he's Darkseid's son. And then Mr. Miracle is raised in hell, basically. Apocalypse. And he gets really good at escaping things because he's raised in literal hell. And then he's actually the inheritor to New Genesis, the heaven, if you will, Uh, but was raised by Darkseid. I guess the reason they did that was to avoid a war, because all Darkseid's trying to do is take over New Genesis and then the world by getting the anti-life equation.
1: Uh. Yay.
0: Uh. Jack Kirby is great, because he doesn't care. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He writes this dumb Shakespearean-ass space bullshit and God bullshit and fuck you if you have any questions or anything. Don't ask him. Jack Kirby's great. So anyway, uh Dark Side gets aliens. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> him and his boy decide, what's up, It's Desad, you boy? He looks like Palpatine. Uh Hell <laughs> so yeah. they uh they're getting like an incoming ship and they're like uh should we uh should we stop the ship from crash landing on Apocalypse? And Darkseid's like, no. Nah. Nah. So it crash lands and it kills like a thousand people. Because <laughs> 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 they're all like, sire, it's going to fucking kill. And he's just like, I, I, I'm I, literally evil. No.
1: <laughs> no thanks, man.
0: So then they go in Welcome. and obviously a couple of uh, Darkseid people get blindsided by alien face huggers. One tries to jump on Darkseid and he just grab it in his hand real quick and squish it. And the acid doesn't hurt him because he's dark side, and he's like, "Wow, those are neat." (laughs) (laughs) Basically, fuck. So then they're like, "Okay, what should we do with them?" And he's like, "I got a plan. It's it's gonna be great. Can't wait for this plan." So we go to New Genesis where Superman is hanging out, and it's like, "What's Superman doing in New Genesis?" And and really all it is is Superman came here because the Justice League has semi regular contact with uh, all these new god weirdos. But Superman is like, yeah, it's really cool to come here because everyone's like me here. Everyone can fly and everyone has powers. It's like I'm the weird one normally on Earth, but now I'm just blending with everyone else. And he's like, this is cool. And then and then Darkseid sends a bunch of aliens to New Genesis and he's like, ah, oh, fuck, I've dealt with this before! <laughs> oh no! Oh, god. But, but see, if you remember, the issue I had with Superman Aliens 1 was... Superman's stance on alien killing was, had left much to be desired. Right. He was like, I'm not going to kill him in this. They just ignore that completely. And Superman's just like, we got to kill these fucking aliens. (laughs) Uh, It's funny that how much they don't talk about Superman aliens. One in this, they basically just write it off out of existence. Uh, This was written by Chuck Dixon. Who you may remember as uh, the writer of another one of these? I'm trying to remember which one. What was it? Chuck Dick checks in. Chuck, da-da, da-da, Chuck Dick checks in. Da-da. I think it was one of the Batman Predators. Batman Predator Three, uh, he wrote, I think. Uh, but Batman also
1: Predator Three, the third one.
0: Yeah, but also he's like you know, big uh, Bane creator man wrote a lot of Nightfall. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I think we called him a boomer. I, I've still to have no means to <laughs> insult him like that. <laughs> but hey, born in the fifties, fuck off. What you, boomer. Uh, drawn by takes ruining the economy. You
1: fucking dick.
0: <laughs> drawn by a na- a man named John Bogdan Bogdanov Bog bog
1: damn Denova. Boggy. Bog boggy dang, Denutru. <laughs>
0: uh basically oh. works for dc draws superman basically uh, oh okay he 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 does okay art it's not bad uh, it's serviceable so uh we got other new genesis characters that uh are fighting the the threat if you will uh the aliens are burrowing from underground i believe uh, you got big barda who uh <laughs>
1: big, big barda are
0: you are you not familiar with big barda no well, <laughs> she big. <laughs> great. Her whole thing is that no, she's no, 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 big and done. strong. No, oh,
1: okay. That's it. I, I, I got it from that. You know, you uh, she big. She's
0: great, actually, but her costume is uh, slightly controversial because it's literally just, like, she's, like, naked almost sometimes. But then she has, like, a war outfit that's not. But, like, man, she's fucking huge. It's funny because she's married to Mr. Miracle, and he's, oh. he's like, a manlet compared to her. It's fucking great. <laughs> Hell yeah! It's like snoo snoo time. You know what I mean? Oh my
1: god! Yeah.
0: Oh, and it gets intense as shit in the Mister Miracle comic uh, that came out a little bit ago. Oh, no, no. Um, they do some like I would say they fuck. They do some like sub dom kind of shit, and like I'm not joking. Oh my like, god! Because there's implications because like Mister Miracle escapes from things.
1: Oh no! <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> I don't oh. know. It works actually. It's a really weird adult take on it. Like getting into superheroes having sex is weird. When like any writer does it, but like I don't know, Tom King's able to do it in a way where he's like, yeah, it's weird. All right, let's keep going.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Uh, so anyway, she's there and she's just fighting aliens left and right, killing them because she's like a, you know, she was raised on apocalypse, but she's like fights for the good guys. She's she she knows how to kill shit. Nice. And then you got Forager, I think his name is. Uh, he's like a bug. Does he forage? Yeah, he's a bug. He digs through stuff. And so he kills the aliens. Yeah. Anyway, their subplot is basically just like a lot of new gods that aren't named die, and then they kill aliens, and it's whatever, and it's fine. Great. Superman and Orion uh, go to Apocalypse to fight off the invasion at its source. Uh, to destroy the Alien Queen. Uh, by the way, lack of sunlight on Apocalypse, Superman gets depowered. Why does this have to happen every single time? <laughs> just let Superman do stuff, a, damn can't it.
1: You can make him vulnerable. He can't, can't, can't be big, super strong, man. You gotta make him vulnerable.
0: When, when, uh, so, yeah, I forgot to mention. when, When the aliens were unleashed on New Genesis, Orion gets infected with one and gets face-hugged, and now he has an alien inside of him, and he's just, like, you know, kind of, like, on the clock before he dies, trying to, like... Get to apocalypse and kill the alien queen with his last breath. You know what I mean, right? Uh, he's stronger than the normal human because he's like a new god. So you know, he doesn't die as quick. And then Dark Side uh, uses his Omega beams to destroy the alien inside Orion, and he lets them oh. go. And it's like what, what? And then it's. They stop the whole thing. They kill the alien queen, and Darkseid lets him go. And it's like, huh? And then Darkseid reveals. Well, my whole plan was to make o- Orion not trust his dad and trust me more. Because now I've saved his life, you see. And he thinks I care for him. Whereas his. The All Father was all like, "No, don't go to apocalypse," because because he was like really against the idea of him going. Because he was like, "You're gonna, you're dying. You should, you know, we should figure out how to save you." Like instead, and he's like, "No, I won't listen to you, Father," because Orion's edgy as shit. Yeah. No father. Anyway, that's it. Then Dark Side has a bunch of other face huggers, and he's like, "You know, hey, we're gonna do more shit with them." And then obviously nothing else ever happens again with this storyline.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it is not bad i enjoy new god nonsense every now and then but it is not great <laughs> it's fucking it's just what it is it's just nothing just another fucking dumb superman and aliens now get ready for another dumb one. Oh, good this one showed promise at first and then the third issue happened what batman aliens 2 oh yeah yeah that's right electric boogaloo thanks a three issue series written by. I don't know who this is, so let's find out. Let's go on a journey together. What's his name? Ian Edgington. Edgington? Edgington. He's edgy? I bet. Edgington? Looks like he wrote some X Force and some, uh, not a whole lot actually. A Terminator miniseries for Dark Horse, some aliens and Predator stuff for Dark Horse, some aliens and Predator, aliens versus Predator. So it looks like he's primarily a dark horse guy. Okay, that makes sense. British, maybe he does stuff for uh, Twenty One AD or whatever it's called. That the Judge Dredd magazine. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, God. Drawn by Staz Johnson, who, uh, you know, always draws. Uh, I guess the most popular things he's done are Robin and Catwoman for DC. Not a whole lot of information about him. So, <sighs> it starts off with like an Antarctic expedition in the early 1900s. And, uh, there's some alien shit going on, but you're not really sure what's really going on. Uh, they discovered something frozen in the ice, and this guy survives and brings it home with him. And then, gets locked in some kind of, uh, vault or lab if you will it's a lab but it's like locked with a bolted sealed lock of some sort okay uh that's in gotham city present day construction time is happening Uh uh-oh all right well we knocked down the whole building but now there's this Area here that's been walled off. Knock it down. Ah, oh, is a stairway go down here? All right. Oh no. Go down here. Oh no. Eggie. Aliens! Oh, what's on my face? Ah, aliens are about and about. eggy Batman, come and look at it. And he like, oh, fuck it, alien. <laughs> I gotta stop this shit. I'm well aware of this. This does have continuity with uh its previous. One, if you'll remember, Batman decided to destroy the last remaining samples of aliens because he, unlike Superman, was like, "Fuck this shit. Humans with this will do bad shit, and I can't let that happen." And destroyed right. the alien sample forever.
1: Well, so, no uh... well, aliens aren't gone forever, at least.
0: Batman is out and about looking for the nest of aliens that are now just living in Gotham. They're eating homeless people like in Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Uh, (laughs) What a great thing to draw inspiration from. Oh, this came out before.
1: I know, that's what I meant. like. Oh,
0: I I don't know if they've looked at this. They probably just thought, ah, homeless people, that's a good victim. Yeah. Ah. So, uh, the government gets involved and there's this woman army scientist lady uh, Dr. Fortune is her name so she uh, shows up and she's like this is all under my jurisdiction Batman what do you say you have official jurisdiction Batman you're just a dude wearing (laughs) a bat costume idiot (laughs) and then Gordon's there and he's like no I trust Batman with my life and I trust him to take care of this problem and she's like you don't get to decide that cause I rank higher than you bitch and then aliens are happening and then Batman saves some, her. Some point, yeah. Batman saves her, and she's all like, "Don't think this changes how I think about you, Batman." I think is what happens. Oh and God. Anyway, we eventually get to Arkham Asylum where there's aliens, and uh, Batman's fighting them with Mister Freeze's freeze gun and uh, powered up armor. We get a cool scene with uh, Two Face oh, <laughs> uh, is out and about. Uh, and he's flipping a coin and he's like, should I shoot the alien or shoot Batman? <laughs> but it's cool. Cause he gets loose and like the aliens are killing the guards and stuff. So some of the prisoners get loose. Uh, there's a really good moment where one goes past Joker's cell and Joker's inside the cell and he sees an alien pass by and he's like, wow, this is the only time I can think of nothing funny to say. <laughs> uh, we don't get to see any of the other ones. Uh, So, I have to remember what happened here because it's very confusing. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in me thinking about it back. Oh, boy. Batman gets... How does it happen, though? I don't know. Batman gets knocked out somehow by Dr. Fortune. Okay. Who is a lot more powerful than we could have anticipated. And seemingly has powers of the aliens. Okay. And I mean this in an alien resurrection sense. Like she has the acid blood. She is like the Ripley clone that has like the alien powers and Wait, shit. What the fuck? So this is when this comic tanks and goes downhill really fucking hard, Jusby. Uh. Batman wakes up. He doesn't know where he is. He's on an oil rig somewhere. He begins to be attacked by human alien hybrids with guns. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of like uh, Turok 2 kind of shit oh my God. Where uh, the dino- you're not just fighting Dinosaurs anymore Turok You're fighting dinosaur soldiers With guns uh... <laughs> But it added Twist to this They all Have codenames and look like Batman's rogues gallery There's a Joker alien human man There's a Two-Face Alien human man Poison Ivy. I want to die. Scarecrow. Oh, me too. A Mr. Freeze one. Still want to die. So they are, uh, they all attack him. And, uh, they. Batman's able to beat them all using his knowledge of, uh, alien weakness and his rogues gallery's weaknesses. Because it's not genetically, and in... it's not his actual rogues gallery, it's people. Inserted with Alien and then his rogues gallery's DNA to fight Batman.
1: What the fuck? I
0: guess. Because those Ark of Asylum people are like some of the most dangerous people on the planet. So, you know, give them that Joker DNA and they'll right. be a real killing machine. What the, <laughs> uh, it, what the fuck? It, it, it really doesn't make any sense. So then we learn what Fortune's plan is and who Fortune is and what, what she is and how... But uh, I guess we'll 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 go about what her plan is first. Her plan is to keep superheroes in check. She is the agency from glass, Justin. Oh great. <laughs> That's what we need. Another one of those. She's like superheroes just have just run around and are judge, jury and executioner Well, what happens if we got to take one out, man. I know alien. <laughs> So we'll genetically engineer soldiers to take them out. But it didn't fucking work because Batman's still around. So Fortune has an alien queen embryo inside of her. And it didn't hatch. Yeah. Why? It's revealed that she was part of that Arctic expedition in the 1920s. Batman like how alive? And she like alien. He like how not burst out of you. And she's like I had dry leprosy. <laughs> oh my God. And for some reason, that resulted in the alien never hatching. And it gives me its powers, kind of. And uh, I'm going to use these DNA samples from these Arkham Asylum people to uh, create these hybrids that are loyal to me that have super villain powers. And Batman's like, well, those guys are fucking insane though. How do you know that they'll listen to you? And she's like, Oh, well we, you know, the DNA, you know, those are all learned behaviors. That's not natural. The Joker didn't come out insane. The Joker learned to be insane. So his innate abilities I get with the DNA. I don't know why you would choose Joker. Joker didn't even have powers, but you I digress. That's not important and not brought up. (sighs) So, she unveils her new one on Batman to take him out once and for all. And it's one spliced with Killer Croc's DNA. Okay. So, it's a big old Killer Croc alien-human hybrid thing. Basically, big crocodile alien just like in Batman Alien 1. Here's the (laughs) kicker if you know anything about killer croc you know that uh he was born with a defect that turned him into a crocodile man that eats people yeah not not a gained power not a learned behavior so uh he's not loyal to her at all this creation of hers and it fucking murders her (laughs) And then Batman blows up the oil rig and escapes, and that's the end of the comic. And I, I just, like, was oh. left... I was left confused. <laughs> Dude, and just, like, what? And they all decide to throw all of this information at you in the third issue of the comic. The previous two were all just Batman and aliens fighting, and it's okay, and it's not terrible. And then here they throw you this curveball, and it's just all nonsense. So... That sucked.
1: Yeah, quite a bit.
0: All we're left with now is what we'll go into next week, which is Superman and Batman versus aliens and Predator.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) That ain't going to be some schlocky-ass shit. I don't know what will be.
0: Oh, it's going to be some schlocky-ass shit. For sure. Ugh. Ugh. So let's talk about Alien Covenant, Josby.
1: Yeah, let's talk about... uh... Big finger time (laughs) Covenant. Let's talk about the fast fingering.
0: So uh what did you think of Alien Covenant? I have seen it before and you have not until today.
1: Yeah, it's my first time seeing it. Alien Covenant is an okay movie. It is slightly worse than Prometheus, in my opinion. That's slightly better, probably. They're really
0: close. I feel like you could go either way. They both have similar problems. Which is dumb characters that are written bad sometimes. Yeah, it's a crew
1: that I generally don't care for.
0: Yeah, a lot of the characters are forgettable. I feel like the crew in Prometheus is more memorable. Absolutely, I um, would agree. Granted, a lot the most the majority of the Covenant crew is just cannon fodder for being murdered uh-huh. by aliens. Yeah, just was... to make the body count higher. Our...
1: Yep. So you got all your big stupid fucking idiots on a ship. And they're like, we're, go- we're we're a big colony ship. We're going to live somewhere new. And they go up and they cry asleep. And then mm-hmm. they go get there eventually.
0: We have a new android. Yep. Walter.
1: Looks the exact same as the old fast bendy droid.
0: Advanced David, basically. Yep. David 2 is what he is, basically.
1: He's just bigger, better David.
0: Yep. With less emotion. They uh run into some turbulence or a, a space explosion. Apparently or a, a random space explosion happens <laughs> yeah. causing
1: big damage to ship mm-hmm. to ju- to advance the plot. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so now uh oh, ship damage, big shutdown. Also they killed James Franco. I don't know.
0: Oh yeah. Isn't that weird? He's so movie James for- Franco is the captain. I wanna point something out to you though. So we watched two short film three Three. three, three short films before this that take place chronologically before uh, Alien Covenant. Uh, one of them is just an ad for the new model of android Walter. It was interesting, I guess. It was yeah, very strange. Right, yeah. One of them is the last. Uh, it's called the Last Supper. It's the crew of the Covenant eating a meal before they go into hypersleep. Uh... Usually, in these movies, you get introduced to the characters after they come out of hypersleep, which is fine. You don't uh, need anything else. Don't need anything else. But I want to point out the one important thing about this is James Franco is a little sick, and he says the words, I feel like I'm burning up, and then goes to lay down and cry asleep.
1: Oh, my God. Did you
0: catch that? I did not.
1: Mmm. <laughs> Good meme.
0: It's really dumb. <laughs> Good meme.
1: It's nice to burn the a pod when you're a child predator.
0: Whoa! Oh, got him! Oh!
1: I got him. Well, well, nah, eh, yeah,
0: yeah. You're right. As
1: far as I'm concerned,
0: statutory is still children. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Wow, man, is every celebrity ever terrible? Almost. Okay. I I dig Sigourney Weaver still. Well, I I don't think she's. A rapist. No. Or a statutoryist. No. I don't know if there's another word for it. Probably shouldn't have to be. Statutory rapist. Yeah, there you go. Um it's a shame. I really like Franco. He's been in a lot of movies that I like. Not that it really impacts this movie because he dies in one minute. Instantly. Instantly. The second you see his face, it's him and it's like, is that James Franco? And then he's dead. Yeah. Uh very strange. It's what I wanted to say. Before that'll happen. Uh, it's just like, why though? It's funny. It's just interesting. Like, it could have been anyone else. Didn't have to be James Franco. It's just like, oh, but it's James Franco and he's dead. Yeah. Huh. Oh, well, look, James Franco. Good cameo.
1: Yep. Oh, look, James Franco's dead. So I guess now we have to get a new captain to move the plot new forward. Captain is
0: his friend, I think. Yeah.
1: Big religious man, apparently. Yeah. And then he's like, we're going to take control of the crew. Or they're like, let us mourn, bitch. He's like, Nah.
0: Captain Boomer uh, over here.
1: Yeah. Nobody's allowed to mourn. Gotta get back to work. Always they say, says... Fuck
0: you, we're gonna mourn. Always says Bible shit, and he's like, no one respects me because I'm Bible stuff. It's like, no, just nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nobody I'm fucking Always make cares. it about
0: everyone hates me, don't you religious types? Ooh, boomers, I swear. <laughs> but How anyway. are there boomers in space still? Get out of here, man.
1: All right, let me now after they're, they they they're done saying fuck you to the captain and actually mourn yeah they're like okay it's time to fix ships to go fix ship and then one character one one character is it tennessee
0: tennessee yes i thought oh. his name was tallahassee but looking back i'm wrong no it's tennessee tallahassee is woody harrelson from zombie land hey <laughs> yeah it is isn't he yeah because yeah, they You're were named right. after their Hometown. Yes.
1: Yeah. <sighs> so anyway, one of our crew members, Tennessee, mm-hmm. picks up a strange signal while fixing the outside of the ship. Right. Yeah. yeah he picks. It. I thought he picked it up.
0: Yeah. It goes directly to his helmet, and it's uh, I shit you not, the signal is, take me home, country roads. They got somebody who's playing Fallout seventy six. <laughs> West Virginia! And uh, so they find where the signal came from, and it's an inhabitable planet. Like, and wow, their this- entire space mission is to go inhabit a planet that is inhabitable. And they didn't know this one existed. And they're like, well, maybe we'll just inhabit it right here, because if we don't, we have to wait seven years. They're so like, fuck it, let's do it now. Which ends up being the worst decision ever! Bad idea. Yep! And uh, I'll have you know that lead female character says bad idea to Captain, and he's like, fuck you, I'm the captain, basically. Yep. And, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is going to work out. I am correct.
1: So they land on planet and send the crew down, and they're just get- gathering the data, doing the stuff. They want jerk-offs talking to a girl collecting water samples. He's like, I got to pee. But that rat bastard's not pissing. He's smoking. He's smoking a cigarette. Son of a bitch. Well, what an asshole. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. He deserved to die. But yeah, but then he he, act, he steps on and activates a pore, a little little, little, little pore pod, spore part, I
0: meant. Yeah. A
1: little spore pod. Them spores apparently go into you
0: and uh, sends maybe... out a little tiny venom. Goes in his ear. Yeah, make alien happen. Eddie. Make it make weird alien happen. Oh, yeah. Weird, white, little, creepy little thing. Yeah. I like the design of it. The CGI is sometimes bad, but I like the design of it. Some of it has to be practical just because it has that look to it sometimes. Yeah. But the little tiny ones, no. No, you can't. Yeah, I guess not
1: It's just really hard to do Unless you're doing like miniatures and that looks worse
0: And uh, that ends up killing a lot of people It ends up affecting another guy And you know, the long story short is it just ends up killing a lot of people Yep, and they get all fucked up But in up. some fun scenes, I think We got a lot of gore and some fun times mm-hmm. Fun horror movie shit Not necessarily what I need out of an alien movie But I'm not going to complain about it
1: Yeah, it was fun It was it's fun, fun. And then they get attacked by a big alien. Uh oh. Mm mm. But and then they get saved by somebody. Yep. And that somebody is yet another Michael Fassbender. <laughs> the David. the OG
0: David. Uh, the other short film we watched uh, didn't really show you anything that the movie doesn't, but it was uh, David- Shaw fixing David. And then giving him a new body, and then David putting her into cryosleep until they get to the Covenant planet that they're on here. And the the planet in Covenant ends up being the engineer's homeworld. Yep. And uh it's not apparent to our characters right away that this is what's happening, but David is uh is a dick. More Big of a dick. dick than he even was in Prometheus. He's just kinda of went off the rails here. Yep. We get implications that like the David model was uh Defective, I guess. Yeah, not, less than perfect. Yeah, not not quite great. <laughs>
1: so David takes all the boys in; they're back in town. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, and David's spooky castle. He yeah. takes them into the castle. I get like a Frankenstein vibe out of this movie. Uh-huh. I kind of like it. I do too. It's basically a dark and stormy night, and they take refuge in a madman's castle, and then they get set upon by his experiments. Yep, that's what it is. Mhm. Mhm. In
1: between that, we get a nice little scene between Michael Fassbender and Michael Fassbender, <laughs> fast fingering each other.
0: <laughs> so um, yeah, it's part fascinating, part disturbing, part hilarious.
1: Yeah, you have the Fassbenders talking, which is fun. Yeah, because they're because as with the last movie. He is the thing that drives this film.
0: He's the glue that holds the movie together in any way. He's the best part. He carries it. He Mm. carries the team on his back, dude. He do, he do. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, then they have a conversation, and then he, then David, pulls out a little recorder that he made (laughs) and starts playing it, and he tries to teach the other Fast Bendy Mm -hmm. to play the recorder. But then he says... Oh, he says a, a lot line. of
0: lines that could be looked at as suggestive, even if they're not meant to be. Like, I'll do the fingering and blow into the hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's a scene that has a weird amount of sexual tension for a scene between two robots who are the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's really strange. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it is. I loved it though. <laughs> Fassbender was able to pull it off. I don't know. Yeah, very well. We get some uh, reveals about what actually happened. Fassbender, David, the bad android. He is a bad android. Yes. Confirm because when they get to the Prometheus engineers homeworld, he just kill them all.
1: Yep. He releases all of them. It releases an alien pathogen. Which, Which was being freedom.
0: carried by the ship because right. their original intent was to just kill Earth. Yes. Because Earth was just, like, you know, not working out. <laughs> and I agree, you know. And they're just like, They fuck saw it. Trump. They saw the Sonic trailer. They saw how Game of Thrones ends. And they were just like, fuck this shit. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we're done. And I'm like, man, I wish they would have saw Endgame. Maybe they wouldn't have killed us all. Damn it. Damn it. It's the only one they skipped out on. Son of a bitch. Why couldn't the engineers have been Marvel fans?
1: But yeah, so David releases
0: all the deadly spores on the planet. He He uses it on them instead and kills them all. kills the
1: whole population. Why? So he could start doing his little experiments to make the perfect organism. Which he does. He makes the alien.
0: He says so. I don't know. Interesting that the alien is always called a perfect organism, even though clearly...
1: Gets fucked by humans every time?
0: I mean, it's just a fucked up organism. I don't know what you'd call it. That thing just is grody, right? Gross, yeah. I love the aliens, though. This is still not quite the alien that we uh, are familiar with once it gets to that point. Because there's the other... The ones that are on the planet that come out of the spores that go in you and then come out of you. Yeah. And they're like this weirder, like, white, faceless alien with like that stands upright. Yeah. But! Fassbender has some eggs. And he introduced Bible Man to the eggs, and Bible Man gets infected and births an in a alien. a hilarious
1: scene where Bible Man just walks up. Oh, yeah, he's just like, then,
0: hey, hey, dude,
1: look in this egg, dude. Check out this <laughs> fucking egg, dude. And it opens up, and he's like,
0: what the fuck? He has no dude. reason to do anything yeah. that David tells him to at that point because he thinks that David is bad. And David's just rubbing his and hands together.
1: Right. And David's just rubbing his hands together. He's like, let's <laughs> go look in the hole, dude.
0: Yeah, we'll get breakfast soon. Hell yeah, boy. Get them eggs. Oh, oops, there was an alien in that egg. Uh Uh-oh, whoops. Whoops. Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, he, like, also Walter was uh, starting to piece it together that David was bad. Yes. And David takes out Walter, but not really. Because Walter Walter is advanced.
1: He can regenerate.
0: He can regenerate. Uh, And eventually that leads them to fight, and I I think David uh, attacks our lead female. Yes. Woman. Don't know her name. I'm trying to think of it. I forget. You know, I got a thing right here that I can look at. She's actually like
1: kind of forgettable.
0: She's okay. I actually think that uh Daniels is her name. I really think that Shaw was a better lead female, 100%. And I you know, if they didn't want the twist that David kills her, and just uses her for experimentation purposes which which is fine for David's development i guess as a character as a villain if you will that's who this movie is about yeah it is who this movie is about i mean it's fine that they focus on the most prominent good aspect of prometheus for the sequel so it's fine yeah it makes um,
1: sense take what you got
0: but yeah she's she's fairly forgettable and just you know not quite as interesting as shaw um but the movie's not really about her no, nope. it's about David. It's about David. He gets the top billing. Michael Fassbender. Uh, anyway, aliens are happening, and uh, David fights Walter. Yes. And the movie uh tries to pull one on you, but I don't think it works for a single person on this face of the, that of the planet. I no instantly know. Uh, <laughs>
1: because it cut away. By the way.
0: Yes. Yes, I know. They telegraph it. David. You might as well just show. Is David about to get it. killed by Walter who hesitates and then David looks at a knife and then it cuts away. And then the implication we're supposed to have after that is that Walter killed David, but obviously David just killed Walter and then is pretending to be Walter. Right. For like a good half hour of this movie too, as the protagonists deal with uh, aliens happening. Yes. Which is all fine and good and and fun, you know, dealing with aliens shit, but it's kind of just feeling like putting aliens in the movie so that there's aliens in the movie. This movie's about David, and this whole, like, last half hour is kind of my least favorite part of the movie. Some of it's fun, taking out the aliens, but, you know, it's kind of just, like, been there, done that territory in a lot of ways. Running away from aliens, pushing it out the airlock. The the I did like the the first dealt with alien though was better. Yeah, it was fun. Where they scrunch it with a crane. Yeah, that's it was, a better that was scene. Fun. But a lot of that tension that could possibly be had is just not there at all because we don't care about the characters as much. And I think it's just too similar to other alien things that have come before. I agree. And and also because of the looming threat of David, which like you know is David and not Walter the whole time. You kind of don't care about the alien. Right. Right?
1: Yeah, I don't give a shit.
0: Yeah. I do like the scene where there's the, the couple remaining crew members in the shower. Yeah. And then the alien gets to the jump they, on them. They
1: fuck and then the alien fucks them. Oh, you yeah. I
0: mean? it's, like a, it's like a good uh, psycho moment. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun, fun. fun. None of it's particularly bad. It's just not particularly, like... Compelling in any way—that's
1: my problem with yeah. it. Yeah, it's just like you know, a bunch of uncompelling characters. fastbenders once again the the steals the show, but I think in a higher degree this time. Yeah, than in that in Prometheus and why I Prometheus spread the wealth
0: worse. a little bit more. Fassbender wasn't the main character, or at least he didn't feel like the main focus. He was just a focus, part of it. Yeah. Um. Which I think leads me to think that Prometheus is slightly better than this. Although, there are things in Covenant I like better. Yeah, I think Prometheus as a complete package is better. I would say so. Just slightly. They're they're close. eh. Our only two remaining crew members go into cryo sleep. Tennessee and... I already forgot her name. Daniels. Daniels. And, uh... And then, obviously, it's David. Uh, The way they reveal it to us is, uh... Daniels had a conversation with Walter about a log cabin that she was going to build once they uh, landed on the planet. Because James Franco was her wife. And, uh... They were supposed to, you know, build a life together and build a cabin. Now she can't because he's dead. And he was like, well, you should build it to remember him because you promised to. And she was like, uh... So as she's drifting off to sleep and she's talking to Walter, she's like, will you build my cabin with me? And... uh, He didn't say anything because he doesn't know about that because it's David. And then she's like, Oh no. And she goes into cry or sleep. And then I love this scene. The final scene of the movie where David plays, uh, I guess we didn't talk about the bookends because the first scene of this movie is David talking to his creator, Wayland played by your guy Pierce (laughs) from, from uh, Prometheus, not an old person makeup but in some old person makeup. Or maybe he's just old. How old is Guy Pierce, you think? Chosby, are you dead? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> How old do you think Guy Pierce is? Uh, like, was he wearing old people makeup this time or no?
1: No, not this time. Okay, I mean, he just looks old. He looked fine, I think. They might have grayed his hair a little bit.
0: Maybe. I don't know what year he's supposed to... Like, what age he's supposed to that,
1: be. That was, like... <laughs> probably after that short that we watched.
0: Oh, the TED Talk thing. Right. That's yeah. probably
1: slightly after that.
0: I don't know the actual years. I know there's years sourced to that David promotional short as well. Yeah, it's
1: got to be like before the before that promotional short, but after the TED Talk. Yeah. So somewhere in there.
0: Anywho, that's our bookends of the movie. Is he he him yeah. talking to his creator? And, uh, maybe the beginnings of David dissenting against it. And then the end is him with his creations.
1: Sticking them in
0: with Sticking the embryos. Sticking them in. They, he bombs them out of his mouth and puts them in with the embryos. And the implications are dark as, uh, David has tons of experimental subjects now. The entire Covenant vessel. Lots and lots of, uh. Just people in cryostasis,
1: about to get preggered,
0: about to get fucked by David. Yep, and he's playing that uh concerto or whatever it is mm-hmm. that was playing at the beginning as well.
1: Yep, and your and then the, the movie ends. That's it.
0: And uh, there's not really any clear indication if we're gonna get a conclusion to this at all because uh, Covenant didn't do as well as Prometheus did. Yeah, uh, it didn't do probably well enough for the studio to say that it was a success. But because it's Ridley Scott and because it's Alien, I think they're going to go ahead and do a third one anyway because, you know, Ridley Scott, it's, it's, you know, it's something that could be successful. I guess some of what Ridley Scott's ideas were for the next one, uh, although it changed frequently, there's lots of interviews with Ridley Scott where he kind of changes his mind and changes his tune about the future of this whole series mm-hmm. of prequels he's making. There's times when he says, like, you know, oh, fuck it. I'll just keep making them. I'll make six. <laughs> I really don't want oh, six. Oh, God, man. no. Please, no. Uh, please, no. <laughs> One more max. <laughs> please don't be James Cameron about this, dude. Uh... Uh, <laughs> Avatar, 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 Avatar. Alien, 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 alien. Uh, but it got whittled down into, I think there's just going to be one more. Yes. And the implications of that one were, so I guess like the big question that everybody has about the lore is these are all prequels to Alien, and yet Alien doesn't fit into the timeline in a good way yet. Because in Alien, they come up upon a crashed ship, and it's an engineer. And David just killed all of those. So how is there a crashed engineer ship with Aliens ready to go on that planet, an alien, if David created all the aliens and he's not an engineer. And also the alien wasn't at its final stages of its evolution yet. The alien that gets birth stands upright and is like a little tiny alien man. And then it becomes a, an alien that looks a lot like the alien we've come to know, but isn't quite there yet. Kind of stands upright at times. Yeah. Instead of crawling around. And we don't have a queen to birth more. I don't know if this is Ridley Scott putting a thumb in uh, James Cameron's eye or not. If he's just going like, fuck you, this is how aliens are made, there's no queen. Or if that's still coming. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I, I Anything can happen, because David can experiment a bunch and then make something, and, and something happens. Right. But... I guess part of the explanation was going to be that the next movie would feature engineers again. Uh, There would be a crew of engineers that were off-world when the planet exploded, and then they come back, and then their planet is done. And then they follow the breadcrumb trail, as it were, and chase after David into the galaxy uh, as he heads towards the uh, place to... Cultivate, I guess. Yeah. That the Covenant was heading towards. I think he's still heading there. Yes. But he's he is. gonna use it as his uh breeding ground for aliens, I'm sure.
1: Yeah.
0: So that put have possibly explained all that, how there's an engineer that's dead, space jockey. That probably an alien. how you have to do that. Yeah. Especially if there's only one more left. Right. Uh, and uh tied up in all a nice little bow, maybe a but uh right. he might not get the chance to do that, and I don't know if he Deserves it necessarily, because neither Prometheus or Alien Covenant are, like, great. But they're fun, and I would have loved to see more Fassbender as David. That's all I really care about. But it might be canceled, because Fox stuff is getting canceled left and right by Disney. And there's no clear indication of... Certainly they'll do something with Alien, because it's a big franchise. But there's no indication that they're going to work with Ridley Scott on it. No clear indication on that. Might just be in development hell for years, and then there'll be six sequels. Who knows? Fuck yeah. Yeah. So this is the last Alien movie. Yeah. Where does it rank? I think I stick it right under Prometheus. Which, where do we put Prometheus? Under Predator 2? Under Predator 2. Okay. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. That's fine. Yeah, I think it's still better than Alien 3. I'd say. Alien 3 is still a clusterfuck. And not quite good. No, no. This at least has David. It's, yeah, it still has good qualities. <sighs> I'll tell you that. It's like it's it's a shame because it's like it's almost, but not quite there. Right. It's so close. I yeah. like some of the ideas, but not all the execution, and a lot of it is fluff. And yep. Oh well. Next week we're gonna conclude,
1: or sort of. We're gonna do. Here's here's the schedule for the wrap up. Yeah. of This uh this set that we're doing. We have. Just the Predator left. Oh boy! So movies to watch. So we're going to watch that, talk about it next week, to finish out our list. <sighs> and then the following week, we're not going to move on to something new yet. We're going to do an overall wrap up, but also play a lot of games.
0: Yeah, and this franchise has a lot of Videro games, and Videro games are near and dear to our heart. We are gamers. Right, <laughs> <Rats up>. so. <laughs> So we're going to
1: play a bunch of them. Uh, a few of them I've played. A few of them Genhart's played. I've probably played the best game out of all of them that have been conceived. You played Aliens Colonial
0: Marines?
1: AVP Gold. <laughs>
0: you played Predator Concrete Jungle? Yeah, I
1: actually did play Predator Concrete Jungle. Oh, you played Alien vs. Predator on the 360? I did, actually, yeah.
0: That's a bad one, too. It
1: has fun multiplayer. Does it?
0: Yes. Well, can't play that now, though. Campaign sucks. Yeah, there's 4, right? Yeah. Just like AVP Gold.
1: Yeah, they tried to it tried to emulate that again
0: or 3, sorry. I think just 3. Alien Predator Human. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said 4. Yep.
1: Same thing except they they did a much worse job than the previous entry yeah. of that. Sequels, am
0: I right? <laughs> oh,
1: damn.
0: But also damn. something I want to do and I think they're all out, but I'm not certain is uh for the 40th anniversary of Alien they've been releasing short films dealing with Alien from all different directors and teams and apparently they're pretty good some of them are better than others i hear Ooh, i think them. those are all on ign.com which is strange interesting yeah we'll but, watch them. Uh, yeah, I'd love to watch those. Absolutely, probably better than the Covenant and Prometheus shorts. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, those were kind of just like nonsensical and important. Yeah, they didn't. Oh my god, the editing in the the Last Supper one was like Bohemian Rhapsody tier. I just wanted like, to quick die. Quick cut, quick cut, quick cut, quick cut, quick, 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 quick cut. Quick, quick,
1: quick. Great, you did it. Good, good editing job. You fucking idiot.
0: <laughs> Next week is the Predator. Uh, great. I know next to nothing about it other than there's a big predator in it. I hope that's not a big reveal. No no pun intended. Thick. <laughs> thick predator.
1: I'm trying to hunt these humans, but I'm dummy thick. And <laughs> <laughs> the clap of my ass just keeps
0: alerting the guards. Oh, man. Dummy thick predator. All right. See you next week idiots will talk about thrones and other garbage as well goodbye (laughs) see ya nerd